Gorgeous George and Goes, are you ready? Junkie Nation, are you ready? Well, let's get it on. From the fight capital of the world, Las Vegas, Nevada, this is MMA Junkie Radio. We roll it! What's going on, Junkie Nation? Gorgeous Georgia goes reporting for duty here on a Sunday uh, Sunday night for your Monday morning delivery. We are going to talk about some of the latest news in the sport of mixed martial arts, some big fights that just got announced. We have some fights coming up uh, in about a week from now. I'm actually in L.A. and Bellator 290 will be taking place in L.A. Goes is in Las Vegas. There's a fight night in Las Vegas. The following weekend as well, UFC Fight Night 218. So we'll kind of glance at those cards. And let this be one of your early warnings for February 11th. Goes and I will be hosting a watch-along here on MMA Junkie for UFC 284, which includes two title fights. That's right. Islam Makashev defending his lightweight title against Alexander Volkanovsky. Alexander Volkanovsky trying to be a champ champ. And then we also have Yair Rodriguez versus Josh Emmett for the featherweight interim title. The interim featherweight title. There you go. All right, folks. Let us reset. We'll be back. Let's hit it hard today on a Sunday night. It is January 29th. All right, folks. So from time to time, we do like to dedicate certain shows. And tonight, I'd like to dedicate our show to Alex Clayton, our niece, who passed away tragically this morning. It's a hard hit for our family. We just saw her during the Christmas holiday, her and her husband and her two kids. And now her husband is a widower. uh, And she leaves behind two kids. And my cousin Jamie has lost her Um. Her, her child, Alex, uh, a lot of you know my cousin Jamie. So uh, we'd like to dedicate the show to her. And let's get started, goes. Let me also get something else out of the way. Yeah, my Niners are done. You won't be seeing my dumb jerseys on Monday's spinning back click. What a way to go out. But I'll tell you what, man, I'm kind of numb from the news of our niece that the game just didn't matter to me. You know what I mean? I mean, yeah, of course I'm disappointed. I'm not going to try and run away from it. If people want to give me some crap, that's fine. But it just hasn't been a good day because of uh, the family loss, if you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Um, man, I don't even know where to start. It's just so, like, the last five months, I feel like there's been kind of a lot of this going around, you know, friends, family. Um, the MMA world. The MMA world, yeah, but it's just uh, this is one that hit really close to home with us because, you know, she's fairly young, and um, you just don't expect to hear this kind of news. And I guess if there is any bright side to look at, it's the fact that, you know, it just shows how important some of these uh, family events are, and we were able to all get together. At Christmas time, I know it was the last time that we saw her, but the fact that we did get to spend some time with her and and be together as a family and um, 
that's going to be a really, really, it was, it was already a very, very important memory for us. And it's just going to be that much more important now going forward. Yeah, most definitely. And when we've had our junkie gatherings, a lot of you have met our cousins, Jamie, Karen, and Jeffrey. Jamie, Crazy Karen, and Jeffrey. Yeah, let me put it that way, because everybody knows Crazy Karen. And Jeffrey was a hit at one of the gatherings, and Jamie's come along a few times. She's the older sister. Jamie had a daughter named Alex. That's the young lady that passed away. So I know a lot of you know her. And folks, what makes it the worst of all is today was Jamie's birthday. Today would have been a day where I would have called her and wished her a happy birthday. And instead, I'm giving her the condolences for what happened with her daughter. Just really, really tragic, honestly. Um, I hope God gives her strength to deal with this. Uh, it, it won't be easy. And I, I imagine Jamie will have a big part now in raising her grandkids the same way she raised Alex. And uh, so her life is definitely going to be different as well. For sure. Yeah. And then I guess the second part of your your intro, your Niners, I did see that. I mean, it's always going to sting. You know, it sucks. But uh, it just wasn't fair, man. It, like, as a fan, you know, I'm not a 49er fan. I'm not an Eagle fan. But I don't felt like I, I didn't feel like I saw a game. It just I, that's just the, those are the breaks. That's how this work this thing works. But uh, yeah, yeah, I don't. I, I just felt like I was watching uh, something else. You know, it just didn't seem like the 49ers against the Eagles. But hey, man, that stuff happens. Yeah. Um, well, uh, what can I tell you? The you know, the team that wins it all. They deserve all the glory. It's either going to be the Eagles or the Chiefs. We may have gone to the Super Bowl and lost to the Chiefs. Who knows? In fact, I thought the Bengals and the Niners were going to go, so I got it all wrong. But, uh, yeah, what are you going to do, man? I mean, we've just been a mess at the quarterback position. Today was a comedy of bad luck. And uh, I mean, we do have some young players, and I think we can build on that. But anyway. All right, so this is MMA Junkie Radio, and we do want to get to some of the MMA. Uh, so I'll tell you what, we'll skip over the Royal Rumble for now, but I think we're going to hit it at some point. Mm-hmm. Uh, Goes did get me to tune in, at least to the men's version of it. Uh, and I know a lot of you, there's crossover fans for pro wrestling, but let's get into some of the MMA. Look, McGregor was in the news earlier this week for those allegations some young lady saying that McGregor attacked her on his yacht in Ibiza. And they, they do appear to be serious allegations. Um, but and, and more on that as more info comes in. A lot of that has been addressed on MMA Junkie. You've heard from us uh, about it. And really, without more info, what can you say? Those are her uh, accusations. He has vehemently denied it. And that's that. But how about... How about uh, McGregor almost getting uh, wrecked up pretty good? He was out for a bike ride, and some older gentleman ran him over. Yeah, scary. You know, that's uh, considering how much bike riding we did as kids. Holy crap, man. Now as adults, I'm, I'm like petrified of it just because you're so open to uh, somebody else making a mistake and hitting you. 
Um, glad to see that, uh, you know, I think he, the next day he posted a picture, kind of like a bruised ass or something, right? But mm-hmm. but for the most part, it seems like he, he got out of it okay. Yeah. And, you know, that old man definitely stuck around. It wasn't a hit and run. He said he was sorry. And then he actually assisted McGregor in getting back, getting him back to where he needed to get back. He helped him load his bike and gave McGregor a ride. And it seemed like McGregor held no ill will towards the man. He accepted his apology, and that's that. Um, moving on from that, McGregor saying they're recruiting me for tough as a coach. Tony Ferguson saying he's he might be in. Michael Chandler, of course, wants to be in. Who do you want to see goes at the end of the day if McGregor's involved or if he isn't? Do you have another pairing? Okay. What I want to see first and foremost is this. Whoever the two coaches are, I want them to fight at the end. If they're not going to fight, then they're just kind of like advisors on the season, right? I want them to fight. And if I want them to fight, yeah, granted, Tony Ferguson and and Conor McGregor, they're going to go at each other. They're going to have some good lines. But at the end of the day, do they need to be fighting each other? I don't think so. I think they're going in opposite directions right now. Who? who? Uh, Tony Ferguson and Conor McGregor. I well, don't they need both to see have that. lost more fights than one as of late. I would say they're going in the same direction, downward. Yeah, but Nate Diaz was probably Conor McGregor's biggest rival. And Nate Diaz yeah. did not look very good in his last fight. And he won. And he won over Tony Ferguson. So oh. I don't need to see that fight. Nothing's going to come out of that. Michael Chandler, however, that I'm down for. Michael Chandler is new blood on, in, on the tough scene, right? He's never done this before. Um, it's a good chance to kind of show off his personality a little bit more for people who aren't really familiar with him outside of the cage. He's a competitor, and when he needs to get nasty, he can be nasty. And I think that's going to make for a lot of fun with him and Conor McGregor. And if they fight at the end of it, I'm in, man. I think that makes sense for me. Yeah, I would agree. I would prefer to see Chandler versus McGregor if they do go the route of McGregor. Um, Ferguson would be pretty entertaining. I'd love to see what kind of a team he puts together. Maybe he gets old Brock to come in and do some uh, some training in the wrestling department. But uh, yeah, I think I'm in, I think I'm with you on this one. Chandler versus Connor sounds pretty good for me. It sounds like McGregor can't even come back till the summer anyway because of him being out of USADA. It takes about six months to get back in, so that would give them enough time to coach the season. And then uh, fight at the end of the season. Mm-hmm. And Chandler can always use time to rest that brain, right? He's been in some car wrecks. Yeah, I think it's a win-win for everyone. Yeah. All right, let's jump around here. Jake Paul, he's going to be facing Tommy Fury. That's kind of set. And Mike Perry's the backup. What do you think of this whole deal here? Is that enough of a matchup where you can go, okay, he's finally faced the boxer because Tommy Fury does have more than 10 fights in the boxing world, he's not a uh, former MMA guy dabbling in some boxing. He's a boxer. Is he Pacquiao or Canelo or Fury? No, but he's a boxer. Yeah. Mm, man, see, here's the thing. I just feel like Jake Paul has evolved enough to a point where it almost doesn't matter anymore. I don't think we need to be questioning is Jake Paul a boxer or not? Like, is he a great boxer? No. But does he put in the time and does he take things serious? Yeah. Yeah, he does, you know, and he's got, he can only get better. 
I don't think he's going to get worse. So I would say uh, he's probably grown enough where you could say this is more of an even even fight. I, I don't know that he's like taking that big of a risk or anything fighting Tommy Fury. Like the time has passed by, and I, and I, I think uh, I think I think he needs more respect than what we give him, Jake Paul. So. If he wins, good, good for him. But I, I don't know that it's going to make me feel any different about where he's at, or if he's good, or if he's not. I, I think he should win this fight. I'm going to lean towards uh, Jake Paul as well. He's won me over, and but at least he'll be able to kind of take that box again, or at least I should say. And mm-hmm. speaking of the Furies, Francis Ngannou says he's been in contact with Tyson Fury's team about a potential mat, uh, boxing match. In the article I read on MMA Junkie written by Matt Wells, it also says that he's willing to entertain fighting Anthony Joshua if the Fury fight doesn't come to fruition. You know, I saw that too. He's mentioned he mentioned that at the very beginning. And it's funny because I thought maybe he would go after like Deontay Wilder before Joshua. I just don't know that that fight gent those these see the thing is this. They're not going to generate as much money as Tyson Fury, but the money that they're going to generate is still probably going to be better than what he would be getting in MMA anyway. Um, but I don't know that it comes with the clout, you know? Tyson Fury is at the top of boxing right now, and Francis Ngannou is at the top of MMA. That's what made what made it so entertaining. So it would maybe feel like a little bit of a letdown, but po- his pocket money-wise probably wouldn't be wouldn't be as lucrative but it would still make him some good money yeah no matter what the bags are going to be bigger in boxing and he gets to tickle that fancy and then eventually probably come back to mma unless he wins imagine if he beats one of those two and still has fury out there waiting for him but i think that's kind of like la la land not not a reality a dose of reality you know i think every one of us feels like there's just, you know, with no disrespect to the big guy, it's it's just not even it's not the sport he fights, um, he trains in. There's more of a reality in it though than than Connor beating Floyd. I would agree with that. I would agree with that. I just, I guess, part of me just wants to see him back in MMA. He's the baddest man on the planet. Let's do it. But but if he can go out there and grab a bag, then he's played his hand right. He's out of his contract with the UFC. Let's get it done, but let's get back to the UFC or or back to wherever else he's going to wind up after that, and let's let's see him keep adding to it because I think if he beats Stipe Miocic and or and the winner of Gone and Jones, that's two more title defenses. I mean, he could make a case for the greatest heavyweight ever, you know, but he's got to get some title defenses still. Yeah. Colby Covington honored for 50 clean USADA tests. This guy's been fought in over a year. Sorry. In about, it's been about 10 months. I jumped the gun. About 11 months. He's been out of the news, hasn't done much, but he's still getting tested and he's passing. Respect, right? Anybody that reaches the 50 test mark? For sure. Yeah, it's something to be proud of. It's uh, especially considering how much he he takes for everything else. Mm -hmm. Uh, There's just kind of no taking away. This is... It's a little bit of a scoreboard. There's just nothing you could take away from him here. Yeah, I would agree. Uh, all right. One of his rivals, 
Jorge Masvidal has been booked to fight Gilbert Burns. This is the co-main event for UFC 287 in April, April 8th to be exact. Location, we're not sure, but we did hear Miami. There has been rumors of Brooklyn. uh, That's the co-main event. The main event, Israel Adesanya against Alex Pajeda, part two. Mm -hmm. Burns Masvidal, I think, is, is a good... It's a good signing. It's a good fight. Gilbert Burns is a guy that you just don't want to mess with. You know, I feel like there's only a few guys that can maybe take him out and have. I don't think anybody can have his number because I don't feel like there's somebody that would just beat him ten out of ten times. Um, but he's got the big advantage in this fight, and that that's I think if he takes it to the ground early, he can give Masvidal some problems. Um, it's a very tough tough fight for Masvidal, but that's kind of like why we love him. All he does is take tough fights, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would agree. And if the fight remains standing, what what kind of an advantage do you have for Masvidal there? Or has Burns closed the gap? Is it more even than we think? He's closed the gap a little bit, but, you know, Masvidal can be very technical in his boxing. And if they just decide to stand and trade, I think over a period of time, Masvidal goes to the body. He does everything. I think it would just be bad news for Gilbert Burns. But short term, yeah, you know, I think he might. I don't want to say he throws with more power, but he throws more power punches, and um, he can he can catch Masvidal. Like I mean, you got to remember Masvidal's taking some shots throughout his career now. He's no spring uh, chicken. He's getting older, so every one of these fights, he's probably going to look a little different, and things are going to be a little bit more tougher for him. Gilbert Burns is an animal, man. That that dude just he's got pretty good cardio and his attack can come from anywhere. And that's a dangerous fighter for me. And he just fought. So he's gonna be nice and fluid. Mm-hmm. Uh Jorge Masvidal, by the time they fight, it will have been over a year, just over a year, his last fight being the Col- the Colby Covington fight, unless you count Poppy Steakhouse uh yeah. on the streets where Jorge Masvidal Snap that Colby Covington. Now, Shavkat he has Jeff Neal. Jorge Masvidal has Gilbert Burns. Sean Brady has Michelle Pajeda. And Rocky Edwards, Leon Rocky Edwards has Kamaro Usman. Does that pretty much leave Covington and Bilal Muhammad? Or... Does Hamzat Shemaev maybe get thrown in the mix as well at uh, welterweight? Although he also has the flexibility of fighting at middleweight. I keep hearing that he's going to end up being a middleweight, so I, I don't. I don't think so. Uh, the Muhammad Covington fight—that one's strange to me because I feel like I feel like you can make that whenever you want. You know, I, I think uh, Colby Covington would look at that fight and say, okay, I, you know, I think I could have success against this guy. Mm-hmm. And all uh, Bilal does is say he wants this fight. So it kind of strikes me as strange that this fight hasn't made, been made. Yeah. The welterweight division's popping. Someone will get left out. And if they do, you still got bodies like Stephen Thompson, Vicente Luque. I mean, this division is deep. Michael Chiesa, when's he going to come back? Mm-hmm. Um Tons and tons of names at 170 for sure. Uh, moving on here. This weekend we have Bellator 290, Bader versus Emelianenko. Bader will be defending his Bellator heavyweight title. 
Johnny Eblen will be defending his middleweight talent title against Anatoly Tokov. Brennan Ward returns. Neiman Gracie's on the card. Lorenzo Larkin. Lorenz Larkin's on the card. Henry Corrales. Steve Mowry versus Ali Izayev. Excuse me. Rax. Max Rockoff is on the card. Grant Neal's on the card. Alejandra Lara is on the card. Dude, they got some talent, some some names over there. Bellator 290 taking place at the Forum in Inglewood, California, on CBS. If you can't make it, that's gonna be a that's gonna be an emotional day. You know, when you think about it, our Pride guys are almost done, George. Really, uh, you know, for the last couple years, you can kind of point to like. Guys like Shogun, Overeem, uh, Fedor, they were still relatively active. And you can still point to a couple people like like a Robbie Lawler or a Nick Diaz who fought in pride. But I don't know that you really look at them and say those are pride fighters, right? Like the majority of those guys' careers been in other places. I think both of them only have one pride fight. And, and I want to say, yeah, I think both of them were in the United States. So it's not like you could even associate them with the pride that we we grew to love in Japan. So really, like this is this is the last of the pride fighters, man. They're the uh, this era, it'll never die in our hearts. But on paper, you know, it's, it's starting to go away. And uh, we're media; we're not supposed to pick sides. And I love me some Ryan Bader, but man, I just hope Fedor Emelianenko doesn't go out on his back. Like a vicious KO like Frankie Edgar took? Right, right. I want him to hang in there. I mean, I I just want to I just want to soak it all in, dude. I agree. The only other name I can think of is is Frank is uh Fabrice Verdum completely done. I don't know. Yeah. Something tells me he still has some fight left in him. But yeah, mm-hmm. that would be pretty much the last pride guy that I can think of. At least a veteran that 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 fought there multiple times and in Japan. Yeah. Uh, all right, Kevin Holland and Joseph Holmes had an incident. Joseph, they you know it's two sides to the story. Uh, Joseph Holmes says he basically got jumped by Holland's team, but he also agrees with Holland's version of it, and that's that you know it wasn't so much necessarily like a a fight with a jump. In fact, Colin was basically saying, I'm the one that kind of broke it up. What did you make of all that, of them, their back and forth? I was getting confused. I really didn't understand what was going on, but I'll, I'll tell you a little something that it, what it did was it kind of angered me. Um, tonight, to peel back the curtain a little bit, I went to dinner with my girlfriend, Laura, and her brother, uh, Freddie, who uh, she hasn't seen in years. And, He's here in Vegas, and and he brought his girlfriend as well. And what really stood out was the conversation when we when they brought up mixed martial arts. Holy crap, man! It was, uh, you know, tell me about this, tell me about that. But it was all the bullshit that's going on in our sport, and mm-hmm. I couldn't believe I was sitting there. I was sweating. I was I was wiping the sweat off my forehead, and I was like, I didn't even know how to defend any of these things. Tell me about Connor and why is John Jones doing it? What's with Dana White? Why is he doing that? And man, that King Velasquez boy, did he did he get out of one? And I was like, oh my God, it's it's one goddamn thing after another. I, all the big stories in mixed martial arts 
are the kind of this bullshit that's been going on. Do we need people to start fighting again? We need some big matchups. We need stuff to talk about, dude, because right now, uh, mixed martial arts is looking like a Muppet show compared to like the NFL and what's going on over there right now. Let's not forget about the sudden deaths of Stefan Bonner, right. Phil Baroni, and the allegations he has in, in Mexico. You're right. A lot of stuff in our sport has just been um, more on the uh, – you get the feeling he wanted to ask you, y'all be thugging, huh? Kind of, yeah. 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 I hear you. Um, Sage Northcutt on the verge of a return after being gone for almost four years. Remember, he fought Cosmo Alexander and got his face busted up really good. Mm-hmm. Between that and COVID, it's just been delay after delay. But the kid's only 26 years old, and he uh, he's going to be competing on May 5th against Ahmed Utaba. Never heard of that guy, but it's at one fight night 10. What do you think of Norcutt and his return? you think there's still something there? Is this guy a project? You know, there could be because, first and foremost, he takes care of himself, and he trains. But you have to remember, he's been gone for so long. And yeah, that means he's not in there. He's not fighting. But he's also probably uh, focusing a lot on his own personal growth, his game. Right? Like, who knows how much he could have improved in this time period. And if you can add that growth along with the what appears to be a very good work ethic, then yeah, you you should be able to have a pretty decent fighter there. He's, he's not a scrub. You know what I mean? But he had a lot of pressure on his shoulders. Considering you know how much uh, the UFC and Dana White, what they put behind him. So now that that's off his back, that pressure, he's had time to kind of rest. Osmo Alexander's no joke. You know that dude can hit hard. He can crack. Um, yeah. But we'd have to see. I think he does have potential to do something. Now I'm not saying this guy could be a world champion or anything like that, but he could definitely maybe redeem the first part of his career and maybe go on and uh, do a little bit more. Yeah. I'm excited about his return. Seems like a lot of time off. I think he just needed one year to just get over the injury and make sure he was good. I know that he was very sensitive about even getting asked about the fight. He didn't want to talk about it. He just wanted to put it in the rear, in the rear view mirror. But, hey, I think COVID stole about a year and a half from everybody in general. So maybe even when he was ready to fight again, COVID had struck the world. So... The point is, I guess he's back now. We'll see how he does. But, uh, you know, that's a hard comeback, man. He really, really got lit up pretty good. Yeah. I mean, his, he basically broke his face. Oh, yeah. UFC Fight Night 218 is also this Saturday goes. Same night as Bellator 290. Derek Lewis, the Black Beast, is back against Sergey Spivak. Devin Clark is back on the card. Uh, Blagoy Ivanov versus Marcin Tabora. Kyle Nelson's on the card. A few other names, but there's a lot of new names on the card. Uh, this is one of those fight nights where it's like, eh, you're really asking us to really roll up our sleeves here and get interested in a lot of names that we just don't follow or haven't followed. There was, uh, I, I was going through it earlier today, and it almost looked like the type of card where managers go, you promised me you would get this guy this many fights this year. We're coming up on, you know, uh, yeah. there were just too many of those fights, really. Like, if you look at the records of some of those fighters, it just, mm-hmm. it just didn't match up. And then at the top, 
that's the problem, man. Like if you just lose one of those fights, that that is not a very attractive card. Uh, the mm-hmm. you know top three fights are enough to kind of make you stick around, but uh, you're asking us to invest a lot of time again. And across the board, these cards just don't always match up. Can you imagine having to break down and Shul Jubilee versus Jekka Saragi? No, <laughs> that's crazy, man. Some of these names, what the UFC's doing, I, I don't know. They got if they got 800 fighters under contract, they need to at least trim it by 200 for starters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, big time. This is crazy. Yeah, uh, they're gonna lose the bell tour 290 this weekend, in my opinion. Great main event with Spivak and Derek Lewis, but the other guys are on CBS. It's Fedor's last fight. Ryan Bader's pretty well known, and some of those other names that I threw out as well that have mm-hmm. either fought in the UFC or they punched the clock, they put in their time. Uh, That's where it's at, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, we'll see. We'll see. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. Lastly, let's close with this. Oh, goes no. You know what? Quick pivot. Before we close, we'll close with PFL Challenger Series results. That was the only MMA that took place this past weekend out of the major leagues. Uh, goes someone has topped you at Chipotle. Topped me? Yeah. And this guy was kind of like um, Q on the Impractical Jokers. You know how the Impractical Jokers, you want to be clever and witty, use your head, you want to improvise, and and then there's sometimes where they go, Q, it's your turn, and he just He's like this one steamroller, you know what I mean, who kind of like breaks the rules and just figures, okay, I have no creativity, but stop me. Remember mm-hmm. how he's done some of those challenges? Yeah. I was standing in at, 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 at uh, Chipotle. Ward with me. Ward went with me. I go, watch this. Watch how packed this burrito. I can make it. And I was ready to execute all the moves you taught me. But the guy in front of me, who, by the way, went in pajamas with his girlfriend, <laughs> and they were in matching pajamas. That right there was ridiculous enough. So I thought, if anything, I'm standing behind the Joker, right? Mm-hmm. This guy literally told the guy, the guy, he goes, what kind of beans you want? No, what kind of rice you want? He goes, brown and white. Damn. And the guy just went, okay. <laughs> He's like, put decent piles of brown and white. Then he goes, how about beans? He goes, I'll take brown and black. <laughs> Holy shit. Is this a burrito or a bowl? This is a, a bowl. Okay. Right? And then he goes, a little bit more rice. And so the guy was forced to give him a little bit more white and brown. Then they get to the meat, and he does steak with barbacoa on top. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, he does all the fixing. Dude, that it was a burrito bowl. It was a a mountain. mountain. (laughs) There's no way that thing was going to seal. It was impressive. I told Ward, I go, never mind. There's nothing I can do. (laughs) And and, and you can ask Big Ralph. He goes, Jesus Christ, what's that? When I showed him the burrito, right? I mean, it looked Mm -hmm. like a football. And that was (laughs) nothing compared to what that guy did with the burrito bowl in front of me. Mr. Pajama guy. He's got no shame, though, showing up in pajamas and, and doing an order like that. Just give me both, yeah, white and brown, and give me some more of it. I couldn't believe it, man. That guy was ballsy. It probably would have been quicker if he just would have said what he didn't want on that, because, I mean, that's, <laughs> that's pretty much everything, right? Pretty much, man. It was funny. You had to be there. But anyway, all right, folks. Uh, 
this past Friday Challenger Series started, there's going to be eight of these for the PFL. The welterweights were on display. Uh, Itsu Babuladze defeated Lucas Barbosa. Thad Jean defeated Eric Aliquin. Zach Jusola defeated Joseph Whitner. And Kenley St. Louis defeated Nick Alley. The winner of the Challenger Series, according to not just him winning the fight, but their celebrity judges of Ray Lewis, Wiz Khalifa, and Tyrone Woodley, is Thad Jean. So he has won himself a place as a welterweight uh, in the upcoming regular season of PFL. What did you think? Good for him, man. We interviewed him going in. He was a nice kid. I'm glad for him. I mean, you know, you see Delano Taylor. It is possible to make very big waves in the PFL early on. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, I, I should I should point out I, I, I'm 99% positive he'll be a part of the regular season. I mean, he won himself a contract is what they were saying. The tiebreaker went to Ray Cepho, who decided that it would be that gene that was going on. Um, the fans, however, disagreed with the celebrity panel. They wanted San Luis or St. Louis, probably San Luis to go. So Ray Cepho is the one that decided all that. Kind is of a little San bit. San Luis or St. Louis? I think it's San Luis. <laughs> there ain't nobody's last name St. Louis, right? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's got to be San Luis. I remember a, a, a guy that played for the Tampa Bay Lightning, and his name was Martin San. He might have been a San Luis. I don't know. But I'm pretty sure it's San Luis. That's your winner. And uh, Challenger Series, good luck to you guys. You did have Delano Taylor move from last year's Challenger Series through the regular season all the way to the playoffs, all the way to the final. But that's just too much MMA. I really kind of was digging PFL for the fact that they leave you alone. It's like we're here in April for three weeks. We're here in June for three weeks. We're here in August for three weeks. Here are our playoffs. Here's six millionaires. See you in a few months, just like all the other sports, right? And now they got this Challenger Series. It's kind of like, ah, like we can't consume that much. Mm -hmm. It is a lot, dude. It, it, that's, it's a lot if all you do is watch MMA, let alone like you want to ask me who won, who, who the Lakers beat last night or what, what happened in the NFC Championship. There's hockey going like, dude, man. It is a lot for us, dude. Yellowstone, 1923, Miss mm -hmm. Universe, uh, Netflix, this documentary, that documentary. The Royal imagine Rumble. If, imagine if Narcos drops, movies in the theater, you know, you got Mother's Day, Father's Day, March Madness. You can't get to it all. You just can't get to it all. I even uh, started watching a new show today by accident. I was getting prepared for spinning back click. And in the background was a show where they take celebrities and they go and uh, give them like special forces training. Yeah. And I, I couldn't big, stop watching. Big Ralph was telling me about it. I go, is it good? He goes, yup. I go for real. And he goes, yeah. And I'm like, Oh, I got to add it to the queue. That's already taped on the, uh, on the box over here. So Who you'll have that guest? waiting for you. Give me a taste of it. Who was the guest? Uh, they had Jamie Lynn Spears. They had Dwight Howard. They had some Jamie celebrity chef. A reach, isn't it? Huh? Jamie Lynn Spears. You're talking about Britney Spears' little sister? I mean, that she's 
Was Scrappy Doo not available? Or I mean, like that's a low level celebrity there. Dude, she was uh one of the the better ones when you think about like some of the other ones that well what's that? John well, and Dwight Kate. Howard's legit. John and Kate plus eight or something. Remember that that lady? She I think she was in there. And then uh I know oh Dr. Drew was in there. That's good. Big Ralph says Mike Piazza was one of them. That's yeah, good. Mike Piazza. Yeah, okay. But there's another uh there's another like uh Olympic. Somebody from the Olympics too. Who's next there. week? Taco putting on oh, the rest? Um spicy spice or no, not spicy, scary spice. Scary spice? Oh. Spice girls. Yeah. She's yeah. one of the she's the lead singer. Did you know that? Is she? Yeah. yeah. I didn't know that. All right, I'll I'll give it a shot. Um I I guess I did tease it earlier, so we'll close with this. Uh, Royal Rumble. What were your thoughts? Could wrestling ever draw you back, or does it fall on the same line as PFL Challenger Series? There's just not enough goes to go around. It can draw me back, but here's the thing I didn't like about it. Uh, see, like when I first started wrest- wrestling, when I first started watching wrestling, it was all about WrestleMania, right? And then little by little, as I'm getting older, they introduced this, you know, SummerSlam. And Survivor Series. And for a long time, it was just those three. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, came the Royal Rumble. I still remember all that, right? Then King of the Ring. Um, So, to me, I just thought it was weird to start the pay-per-view off with the Royal Rumble. I feel like that needs to be done at the end. The winner goes on to fight at WrestleMania. I think that's your hook, man. The way this one ended at the end, I I was hoping Power Slap came on because it was brutal, dude. (laughs) It was absolutely fucking brutal. It was like, is BKFC on? Is some something a little less brutal on? Uh, oh, Kevin, Owens, Kevin getting, Owens got handcuffed and was getting beat up, and so was uh, the other guy. Sammy was getting beat up. Like, Jesus Christ, man. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. I wouldn't start with it. Um, but I guess they also had a women's Royal Rumble to do. Mm-hmm. I hadn't watched it since you and I went to the one in Arizona about five years ago, which, would, by the way, was pretty cool. But, yeah, I, I can only handle pro wrestling. Like, let me know when WrestleMania is. Let me know when one other show is, and that's it. NASCAR fans, if you want me to watch your event, either take me to the Las Vegas one. That means you buy me the ticket. You fucking feed me. You buy me drinks. If you really want me to go or see your sport, that those are my rules. Or send me a text when there's 15 laps left in the Daytona 500. I'll watch that. Golf fans. The Masters. If it comes down to Tiger and some other guy with two holes left, text me. I'll watch it. Or take me to the Masters. <laughs> I'm your guy, right? Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I just ain't got time, man. I ain't got time for all these things. I can barely keep up. Sammy the Squid used to have a suite for the Vegas Golden Knights, and every once in a while, if, he, if his phone rang, I would think, oh, man, does he want me to go to the suite? It's not that the suite wasn't fun. There's just not enough to me to go to round. I'm yeah. trying to walk Yogi. I'm trying to go to Planet Fitness. I'm trying to like clean up the mess in the garage, you know, little things like that. And then you got all these different shows. Goza saying Formula One on Netflix. Uh, there's 1923, 1883, Yellowstone. You know, uh, the the, uh, the the soccer show is going to be dropping pretty soon. What's that fool's name again? Tim Tebow. Uh, not Tim Tebow. What's his name? <laughs> Tim Lasso. He's Lasso. coming anytime soon. You know what I mean? Like, the, what am I going to do? Sleep like four four hours a day? 
What's the uh, Paramount Plus has got a couple that are pretty good. The one with Sylvester Stallone, um, King of oh. Tulsa or Tulsa King. Tulsa that was King. legit. Oh, and then they have the one with the prison. What's the one with the prison? That's the one with the prison background. Oh, Jeremy Renner? Yeah. Mayor of Kingston. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I will say this. You have to watch it. Mariana Van Zeller and her special traffic, it's back. Mm-hmm. I've watched it. He has great investigations. Yeah, but that fool's going to end up somewhere really bad. Like she, she pushes the limit way too much. Either that or they lie. But I mean, uh, she's doing some crazy stuff, man. Yeah, but her last one I think was LSD or something like that. She was investigating LSD. Big Ralph, you all right over there? Okay. I think you swallowed a kazoo or something. <laughs> I might have to stay here. I was gonna take off for the Inland Empire, but he's stumbling around. Too many Big Ralph specials. Um, okay, yeah. So, folks, listen. The watch alongs coming up on February 11th, and you got to watch Spinning Back Click live Mondays at noon uh, Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific. Shout out to Gabe Gabe Gudgel for uh, being the producer of this show and the wonderful work that he does. We toss him the show at different times on Sundays and Mondays, Wednesdays and Thursdays. The man gets it done. He always does a great job. Mm-hmm. You can't ever forget Five your team. Stars. Five star for sure. All the listeners that take the time to listen to the show, can't ever forget you guys. So a big, big shout out to you guys. Keep it locked on MMA Junkie until we see you again for our second show on Wednesday night, Thursday morning. We're not sure. We kind of like to play that by ear according to what kind of news has come in. But uh, again, we really, really appreciate your support. All right, folks, we're out of here. Thank you so much for your time. Go out and be a champion.